Welcome to the Steamboat Springs Winter Sports Club Show presented by Honey Stinger. This is a podcast that will make you want to get outdoors and will give you some great ideas as a sport parent, athlete, or coach. Born in the beautiful mountain town of Steamboat Springs, Colorado, the Winter Sports Club was founded over a century ago and now serves a majority of kids in our community and has produced more Winter Olympians than any other club in North America. There are secrets and great stories to share as we play year-round in these mountains we call home. Our calling is to develop complete athletes on and off the mountain by cultivating a passion for the outdoors and a love of sports at all levels. Stay tuned to hear from Olympians, athletes of all ages, coaches, experts, and people who are doing amazing things to make an impact in our community and in their sport. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Nicole DeBoom. I'm a former professional triathlete who finally discovered the joys of skiing in my late 40s when I moved to Steamboat Springs with my family. We immediately discovered the Steamboat Springs Winter Sports Club, and it's become a huge part of our lives as my husband, Tim DeBoom, is a ski and bike coach, and my daughter, Wilder, has found happiness, friendship, and joy through skiing, jumping, riding, and more. I am thrilled to bring the positive energy of the Winter Sports Club to people all over the world. Thanks for listening. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today for another great episode of the Steamboat Springs Winter Sports Club show. I'm sitting here with the club's medical coordinator, certified athletic trainer, Forrest Pekka. Thanks for joining me, Forrest. Well, thanks, Nicole. Pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we're going to have some fun today. Well, first of all, um, people are like, okay, so he's a medical coordinator and a tr- like certified athletic trainer. What, what do you do with the club? What is your role with the actual club? That's a great question. Um, boy, uh, and probably multi-layered as well. But, you know, primarily, um, I think the main role is to help manage and coordinate care for our athletes and coaches and along the way. So um, what we identified earlier is that there's really just a, a a challenge with managing and coordinating all the care should someone get injured, right? So a big part of what, you know, what I do is we implemented a really uh, cool platform called Healthy Roster. Um, and, you know, we, we send that out to all the parents and all the coaches so everybody's got access. Um, and that, that incorporates uh, a communication system, you know, a communication platform, injury platform for any athlete that gets injured along the way. So the parent can, you know, if, if the athlete is not within the club, you know, but it may they hurt on the weekend, the parent can enter the injury. If they're with the club, the coach can enter the injury. If they happen to see myself or Sadie, you know, or somebody else, right, we can get that injury entered. And then it, helps communicate between, you know, the parents, the coaches, the administration, myself, if we bring in, you know, if they need to see a physician or any other, you know, allied health professional, physical therapist, we'll bring that person into the loop as well. Um, For concussions, one of our medical directors, Dana Fitzgerald, Dr. Fitzgerald is in, Um, Luke Brosterhouse with sports, you know, with our mindset performance. So, it really brings the whole team to help coordinate that care and bring that injured athlete, you know, back to return to snow as as healthy and as, you know, as efficiently as possible. 
Okay, I you just named all the names that have already been on the show. Oh, all Yay, good folks. Yay. Sadie. Um, Luke was on last time, and Dana has not been, but she's my child's pediatrician. Oh, she's a rock star. She's awesome. Yeah, um, ours as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Way to go, Dana. Okay, so I guess what I'm hearing right off the bat is there's two really, multiple really cool things happening. First of all, the club actually has you on board. So at some point, the club must have realized there's kids getting injured and we don't have a very good plan on how to help them get back. Is that kind of what happened? Or did you go to the club and say, I have this skill that you can use. Let's do it. No, it, uh, interesting enough, it was, you know, um, I was approached through both Steamboat Orthopedic and Spine Institute through SOCI and the Winter Sports Club to come in and as a consultant about two years ago. Um, and in two levels, both from the Winter Sports Club, they're, you know, that was, you know, Dave and, and uh, Sarah were like, hey, what are we missing here, right? In this whole medical plan. Um, fortunately, I'd been, you know, I, I'd honored to have the opportunity and lucky enough to have the opportunity. I worked with the U.S. ski team for four years, 2000 to 2004, was with them during the 2002 games and, you know, kind of understand that medical coordination side of things. So, they reached out to me as well as Sosi reaching out to me to kind of say, hey, what, what, where, do, where do we stand here in the community and what does that look like? Um, so it was kind of dual, you know, dual purposed on my on my time out here as a consultant. And which I didn't know at the time is I was essentially I was fortunate enough to, you know, write my job description. Oh, I love that. You know, but. Um, <laughs> and you're helping so many kids. It's like, you know, you're checking all the boxes here. Well, and I think it was, it, it was, it's, it's, it's not just the winter sports club thing. It's, it's an athletics thing. It's across, it's, it's across the spectrum of sport, right? There's, I mean, I think some of the things that we really did cool that were added to it is, you know, having our injured athlete workout programs and things. But more importantly, I, even when I was on the road with the ski team, you know, somebody gets hurt, you know, bad enough. We send them back home. They go through care. They get surgery or not, right? They follow us some type of treatment and, and, the coaches are busy. The staff's busy. Everybody else is moving forward, right? So what happens to that kid along the way? Um, and and we have an amazing, you know, I mean, we're here in Steamboat. We have amazing providers. We have, you know, um, amazing orthopedists if we need that. We have great pediatricians, like we mentioned. We have, you know, we have all the resources in the world. But the hard part is kind of hard, but not hard, but how do you get them all together, right? What What is the best for our athletes to move forward and and to get the care that they need and then get them back to snow as quickly as they can, but make sure it's healthy? You know, I'm going to come back to this topic mm -hmm. because now I'm really curious as to how you got involved in this field. You kind of threw out there like, I've been doing this for a long time and, you know, I was at the 2002 games and what's your background? Uh, my Background, I guess my, my education goes back. I'm a certified athletic trainer. So um, people always ask, is that like a personal trainer? And no. Um, but um, easiest way to say is we are, we're a licensed, board certified healthcare professional recognized by American Medical Association as a, as a medical profession, as a, you know, our, our education is along the medical, as, uh, follows the medical path. Um, so, yeah, certified athletic trainer is essentially allied healthcare professional. We're board certified, licensed um, in prevention, treatment, diagnosis, 
um, of, of health conditions, both. Okay. So how, though, did you decide, I want to be that? Um, <laughs> that that's a great question. That, that's another thing. I was um, <laughs> crazy enough, younger, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in, you know, I was a three-sport athlete in high school, you know, kind of tiny, though. So it was really, you know, I was a little weight and vertically challenged. Um, Wait, did I see that you grew up in the Midwest? Or was, you got your degrees in Wisconsin? On Wisconsin, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On Wisconsin, go Bucky, and then uh, when it, but I went to Wisconsin Lacrosse. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Appleton, Wisconsin, twenty miles south of you know of the famed the frozen tundra of Lambeau. You know, so I mean, there is really we we three food groups: brats, beer, and cheese, and and then we all you know bleed you know green and gold. So. So you grew up just like a scrappy kid doing all the stuff in this, you know, kind of cold, extreme climate without very good nutrition? Well, that's probably about par for the course. Yeah. So I would say that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, with your athletic journey then, did you uh, follow your athletic pursuits through college? I did. And, and crazy enough, I thought I wanted to go to be a, um, you know, I, I looked into sports medicine, athletic training you know, out of high school. Um, I did some volunteer work with, you know, one of the athletic trainers for the Packers and he was a athletic, he was an AT athletic trainer and a PT physical therapist as well. So he had his own clinic and then he was working with the, with the team. Um, so I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool, but I was also recruited to swim, which is again, kind of an oxymoron. I was vertically challenged five, nine wasn't a really, you know, um, it's fairly good swimmer, but it wasn't, I didn't have quite yeah, the well, body type. It depends on your event. What'd you swim? Middle distance free. You know, yeah. just kind of stocky, strong barrel swimmers could really rock that out. Yeah. I was good in between the flags. Yeah. I mean, it was just at the turns. I was, do, yeah. I was, your tours, you couldn't keep up. Yeah. So yeah, I could, I would catch people, you know, from flag to flag, but then coming out of the turns, I was, I was chasing. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, so you were swimming in college. Swimming in college. In yep. University of Wisconsin. At Wisconsin lacrosse. Yeah, okay. It was a D3 school. We yep, were, yep. we weren't too, I mean, we were all right. 11th at national. So. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Amazing. So we had a good team. Cool. Okay. So then, um, so, so you moved on though. You decided not to pursue sports medicine you decided to move into this field instead well no it's and, and athletic training kind of is synonymous with the sports medicine side of things but at the time this was quote unquote back in the day right um you know i sat down with our director you know at the time and uh at that it's like well you either have to be an athletic trainer or an athlete and i'm like well of course i'm a great athlete right that's a witch um so, I mean, uh, again, you know, your your ego kicks in a little bit. So, I, you know, I pursued, I, I swam for three years. I played rugby. I played lacrosse you know, on the club sports there. Um, played football for a semester, you know. Uh, but it was, at that time, it was probably the right thing for me in the mentality that it was at. Um, but then, yeah, I, I, I graduated with exercise science, my undergrad then I went back to grad school for uh, sports medicine, athletic training. I I saw that too when I was Google stalking you. Uh -oh. Um, at university uh, somewhere in Illinois, Illinois, Illinois State, State. Yeah. normal Illinois, normal. I know nothing normal about normal. No, it's all normal. <laughs> it's too normal. Yeah, it's 
I think the highest elevation is the viaduct that goes over the highway. <laughs> um, you know, I'm from the Chicago suburbs. Yep. I know a little bit. So, um, okay. So at this point, now you're you're like, okay, I'm going to kick my like Olympic athlete pursuits to the curb, and I'm going to pursue a career. Yeah. When you go to grad school, you usually know that you want to do something. Did you always know that you wanted to work with kids? You know, I loved working with kids and I was, it was, it was interesting. I, I finished grad school. I did. I worked, you know, I, I worked men's baseball, you know, it was, it was a sport that I had. And then I also worked with one of the junior high. So I liked them both. I wasn't at that point quite sure if, you know, I, I got a master's in exercise phys and then went in athletic training. Right. So I'm like, where do I go? Uh, my first job out of, you know, my first position out of grad school was as a research intern. So I did a lot of, I did some biomechanics research in, in Vail for the Stedman, uh, Stedman Hawkins Foundation, the research foundation there. Um, and then I didn't really know if I was going to go into academia. I, I was considering going on to my PhD and then I started working as an athletic trainer in their clinics with working for Dr. Stedman. And I fell in love with that. And then my first, again, I am very, very fortunate in my opportunities because my first full-time athletic training gig was was with the U.S. ski team, you know, so. Wow. Oh, so that just fell in your lap? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I volunteered. I, I mean, it was, I had jobs and I had opportunities out of grad school, right? So I'm like, well, what do I want to do? And then this, this biomechanics internship, you know, came up. Um, and this is... 98, right? 98, I think. And um, $400 a month. So I moved to Vail. Um, yeah, because you know it's easy to live in Vail for 400 a month. Yeah, 288.86 after taxes. I still have that. <laughs> I still literally <laughs> have that. I love it. But that's what brought you to Colorado. And you've never left Colorado, have you? No, I've, I've been around. So okay. Col- that was Colorado. Um, and, and it was a risk, right? You have to take a risk. And, and I looked at I wrote a number of papers in grad school on these cited Dr. Sedman's shoulders, cited Dr. Hawkins. And I'm like, wow, I, you don't get this opportunity, right? So um, I passed up some jobs and I took that and it turned out to be the right decision, you know? Um, but yeah, I was in Vail and then one took the job with the ski team, Park City. Um, and then I've, you know, had four years with the U.S. ski team as their athletic trainer, and then uh, for the men's alpine side, and then um, when then I figured out what do I have to do when I grow up, and and then I went into more like healthcare, you know, sports medicine, practice administration, physician, you know, practice type settings, and that's what brought me to Atlanta from Atlanta to Boise, Idaho, Boise, Idaho, then then back here to Steamboat. Wow. Okay. So you have been around, and you've worked with a lot of sports. Um, and something you said earlier. It kind of transcends the whole conversation, but you were like, it basically, it was a leap of faith and you had to listen to your gut and you made a decision that was not based on money, obviously. <laughs> and you said, and it turned out to be the right decision. And something about that, like, you know, I'm thinking here, we're sitting here, we're about to talk about injuries. And I'm like, there's something about injuries and like this idea that like, you've really got to listen to your gut and you've really got to trust in the greater forces sometimes that you're going to get better or that what you decide to do is the right decision. So I find it really interesting. I don't know. 
What do you think? Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, I, I think um, you can play it safe and, you know, or you can take risks. And I think what makes, I mean, if we go into athletics, it's, you know, working with the ski team I had, you know, I was fortunate enough to work with guys like, you know, like Bodie and Bodie Miller and Darren Rawls, Eric Schlopey and Ted Ligety. I mean, they're, the risk takers, you know, at that level, there's a talent issue that comes with it, but, you know, you have to have the mentality to take those risks too. I mean, I think with careers, we do the same thing. You know, I could have, you know, speaking of, you know, your gut, I could have stayed in Wisconsin and had a much bigger one. And I, tell you, and I had stayed there and taken those opportunities. It's such a great way to put it. I mean, but also it's kind of bringing me back to this idea of the whole team approach, like that you need a network of people to help, you know, to help you with your career. You just talked about the mental side. Luke Brosterhouse, he's helping the kids, you know, overcome. Rock star. He's a rock star. rock star. You know, be able to keep getting out there and like go on the 100 meter jump and actually go down it and go super fast down hills, you know, and feel out of control, but know that you're not. And Sadie, who's out there helping people hopefully prevent them from getting injuries and then, you know, helping them hands on on the way back. But yeah, team, it's so important. Can we, I, let's just, I'm keep going down every rabbit hole you think of. Let's talk I'm about. Yeah, we're, we're good. I know, I know, we're good. Um, let's talk about injuries then. So I've always thought of injuries in two categories. You either get overuse injuries, which is like tennis elbow or in my old sport of triathlon, like anything running related, you know, I yeah. mean, overuse injuries, which tend to happen slowly over time. And then all of a sudden you're sort of hurt and and a month later, you're like, no, I'm really hurt. Or traumatic injuries where you have an epic crash, you know, and your bones sticking out of your body. Um, is that really it? Are those the two kind of big categories? I think if you're going to, you know, if you're going to silo those, absolutely. Right. And, and you know, I mean, there there's the plethora in between, um, you know, did I sprain my ankle a little bit? Right. And if I keep going, I sprain it more. Right. That can be an overuse as well. But. I think, you know, if, if we're going to categorize them and silo them, absolutely, right? It's it's something that it's a repetitive stress against your body or a one-time whammy stress, you know? Yep. And you help kids with both of these things. Yep. That's, I think, uh, and I think a good part of what we do as athletic trainers is hopefully try to prevent them as well, but identify them and, and hopefully catch some of those, um, you know, those overuse injuries early. You know, and and make sure that f coming back from a traumatic injury, it's a big part of how that, you know, and working with that team, like you said, and with the therapists and with folks to make sure that coming back from a traumatic injury, we don't pick up some of those overuse injuries as a compensatory, right? As you compensate for, you know, hey, I'm limping, right? So if I'm limping a lot, what happens to your glute meter? What happens to another group of muscles that could get overused? as we're trying to compensate for something that's, you know, in a traumatic mode. That is, that happens without us even trying, uh, you know, Harper, so yeah. yeah, that's real. I'm so glad you just mentioned that. And now a quick break to hear from our show sponsor, Honey Stinger. 
Honey Stinger produces fuel for all levels of athletes using delicious honey and organic ingredients. Not only is honey rich in antioxidants, but it's also easily digested and absorbed quickly into the system to help you prepare, perform, and recover. Personally, if energy products don't taste great, I won't eat them, and I bet you agree with me. That's why I love everything Honey Stinger offers because their products are delicious. You don't even realize you're getting fueled because it just tastes like you're eating dessert, and I have never met someone who doesn't love dessert any time of day. Discover what the buzz is all about on HoneyStinger.com. Get this, use this code SSWSC podcast for 20% off organic waffles, chews, gels, bars, and hydration to help you sweeten the burn. I'm going to repeat that for you because it's such a great deal. Get going over to honeystinger.com and use the code SSWSC podcast for 20% off. And now back to the show. So let's talk about overuse injuries. Mm -hmm. So this one's hard because it's a mental game. So we're kind of taught to be tough and that sport often involves pain. But there's pain and discomfort. And then there's this line in between where the discomfort turns into some sort of pain that's actually an injury. But what that line is, is, is questionable. And so when you, especially when you have younger kids who are constantly like, my knee hurts. And then 10 minutes later, they're like sprinting through the field and you're like, yeah, their knee didn't hurt. So it starts to become that like cry wolf kind of thing where you're like, their knee, anytime they come to you, you're going to just blow it off and be like, their knee doesn't really hurt. But until the one day when it does. So can we talk through a little bit of like, as parents, when ki- when our younger kids come to us, I don't know what younger means, maybe under high school age or something, um, and says things hurt, how seriously should we take it? Well, I think we always, I mean, and here, you know, I'm a dad of three small kids too, right? So wait, how old are your kids? Uh, twin girls, seven. Okay, uh, awesome. And then a little dude who's four. <laughs> So, oh, you're in it. Okay, good. You can you you yeah, be able so, to use them as you know perfect little guinea pigs, right? So my daughter, Bodie's, she'll say she's hurt all the time, right? And you know her sister Magnolia will be like rub it off and rub some dirt on it, right? So it, it's hard, right? It's hard to really identify, you know, what is an injury, and and that's kind of what I try to say: Are we hurt or are we injured? Right. Rather than, and is it pain or is it stress and strain? Right. Or you say discomfort and trying to, you know, really kind of wiggle out or wiggle out. Sure. Wiggle out. Identify, you know, what that is. Is it, is it, are you injured or are you hurt? Hurt's going to hurt. I mean, sometimes we can get through hurt, but we shouldn't push through injury. Right. Okay. So as parents, if we can introduce some of those concepts, so how do you explain like what's what? to a little kid. Yeah. And I, I, a good question. I mean, I think, I think you have <laughs> it's, to, there's a lot of gray area. Here, yeah. I think you have to know the kid. Right. And, and it's as much of recognizing, you know, our children and in our world, sometimes it's our athletes. Right. Um, and understanding where their tolerances are. And sometimes you're right. My knee hurts and I can go play. You know, I forget about it because something cooler is happening. Well, is that, a hurt, you know, it's probably a hurt, not an injury, probably a, you know, something's bothering them, but not enough to stop. 
But I think if we can see, you know, a, a message that they're trying to say that I don't, I'm not happy with this and it's limiting their normal activity, you know, it's something that we should take, you know, somewhat seriously. Okay. So a couple of funny examples. So we, our daughter Wilder, who I've yeah. mentioned many times in the show, and she's had an interaction with you, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Um, she one day was like, "Stomach, I just don't feel that good. And we were like, you're fine. I think you're fine. Like you've said this before. And we sent her to school. And then we got a call like 30 minutes later because she threw up over everybody in her class. You know, and we're like, oh, God, yeah. we, you know, big parent fail. Right. Like we didn't listen to our daughter. So it's that whole line of like, you, we're using our best judgment, but at the same time, sometimes we as parents are going to make mistakes and push our kid too far and we can't blame ourselves. Not at all. Yeah. I, no, I, heck, I think, you know, I, not my, yeah, my dad was, yeah. He's like, you know, fight through it, you know, rub some dirt on it, you're good. But, you know, I think even my wife tells the story of when she was playing soccer, she, you know, her mom's like, you're going to be fine. And ended up she had, you know, she broke her ankle. She <laughs> You know, so we are going, absolutely, we're going to make mistakes. But I think just like anything else, it's a learning process, right? We, you know, we think we know our kids. What we have to remember is our kids aren't us and our kids aren't what we went through, right? So we have to, whether we were pushed or how we're pushed and, and you know, more importantly, especially in today's world with, you know, subspecialization and specialization for athletes and trying to do things. I mean, we still got to let them be kids and, and cross training is great. It's been proven. Science has demonstrated that, right? If their ta talent will be found, that's what we always say, but you know, but most importantly, their kids, let them have fun, but listen, listen and know where they're at Yeah. sometimes. And I think, you know, maybe I don't know if Luke hit on this or not, but I think Sometimes we'll see kids with chronic injuries that come into our orthopedic practice and and sometimes it's just a question if they want to do it or if they want to be, you know, if they, if what their goals are and if mm. and if we're listening to them on their goals rather than, you know, um trying to push them through something that they may not be interested. Oh god, I need to hear this right now too. This is so good. Okay, well, let's do this then. Let's pretend, let's go through like an injury uh example. So let's pretend a kid gets injured, yep. whether it's overuse and they just finally all realize and their family realizes it's time or they have a more traumatic injury. Um, what's the first thing they should do? Any kid? Anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe we should make it specific to yeah. the club. Let's pretend that they live in Steamboat. Yeah. No. Well, and, and, it's, <laughs> and, then, and then they're doing a sport. Yeah, and it's unique because we we have put together and and I give huge 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 kudos to the Winter Sports Club for implementing this system because it is really it's standalone in the country. It, it there's there's not a there's nothing really as comprehensive and as detailed, you know, within club athletics that we're aware of, right? So, and when they brought me in say, well, "What's the ideal?" right? What would be the ideal medical coordination plan and i'm like well this is i mean theoretically this is ideal and and huge kudos to to them for implementing program okay you know? well what's the plan so if right you said Love so it. if if someone would get injured right whether that's an athlete 
during competition or not, we have set up the healthy roster. So that communic that starts the open communication to the group. Um, you know, there are limitations of what I can do with regards to the evaluation process due to safe sport. And um, you know. what does that mean? Because somebody else was talking to me about safe sport today, just randomly. So can you explain to our listeners what safe sport is? Yeah. So safe sport is it's a process that the USOC and um, governing sports bodies have put in place to protect the athletes, specifically minors, you know, minor athletes where um, there is an educational system across all for coaches, for medical staff on what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, i.e. texting, you know, if Sadie and I are, are communicating with an athlete about something we always have to have either the parent, um, another staff member, you know, but it can't be a minor and one coach at any given time. Um, due to safe sport as a medical provider, that's, you know, kind of subcontracted, you know, because I'm full employee of SOCI. Um, I can't evaluate an athlete, a minor, without another medical professional there. I, this is so good. We didn't have this grow. No, and, and, and hence, I think we found some pretty significant issues specifically with like women's gymnastics on. Yes, we did. And women's swimming. And women's swimming, yeah. You know, and uh, so I think it's really cool. And I think it's important that people know that the club takes that very seriously. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and it's the best. It's best for our, it's the best for our kids. It's the best for our families. And it's, you know, I mean, it, it's hard because. Yeah, I'd can, love to yeah. do what I do, but in the same respect, we we also have put together a great network of, you know, UC Health and Sports Med has open hours, you know, for injury, you know, assessments and and kind of screenings. So we do have those avenues for if a kid does get injured. So to go back, right? What yes. does that do? Well, right. we have to start. We have to start the process. Um, Yes, you can go to your primary care doc, you can go to the urgent care, you can do the things. Sometimes if we have an idea of what's happening, we can even, you know, kind of direct the right visit for the right, you know, the right patient to the right provider at the right. Um, and I get coaches, I get calls from coaches, I get calls from parents. What should we do? Some of it, yep, we can do an eval. You know, we can get you to one of our, you know, PT screenings or we can get you to get x-rays or, yep, you should go to your primary care doc or, I don't know. Let's give it a couple days. Right? Um, so first thing is jump on the Healthy Roster app, which I have used. Yep. And um, just reach out to you. Uh, that'll come because if you do reach out, it'll come to a number of us, right? So anybody that's in that care circle, which will be your coaches, which will be the parents, which will be, you know, the administration, myself, Sadie, you know, Dana. So depending on we we've set it up so each group has that care circle which the primary cons the primary people are coaching staff parents myself um Sadie and then you know the administration at Winter Sports Club so that way that we can start the process of what is this where do we need to go what's going to be the best path um for that injury or to manage that and sometimes it's a it's a conversation sometimes I think we spoke on the phone right 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 and, you know, I do think with any injury, it's like once you know what it is and you get set up with your care team, then you're on, you can just, 
rocket. You can take, you know, orders and make it happen, right? And get yourself recovered. But it's that gray area. And even as adults, when we're sick or whatever, if you don't have a primary care doctor, you're like, what do I do? Right. Do I go to the ER every time? Like, you know, it'd be nice to have a healthy roster for all of us. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> absolutely. So I think that's really cool because it feels like that's the one of the biggest hurdles is just like getting started. Yeah, it's what, where do we go next, right? What, what is this? And, and you're right. A lot of people go to the emergency room, right? I'm a research dork, you know, a geek, but, and we're in Steamboat. So it's, you know, we're in an active town, but across the country, a third, almost a third of visits seen in the ER or orthopedic based visits. Really? Mm -hmm. In urgent care too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which uh, may not be actual emergencies, life or death, like they've, you know, you think the ER should be. ER is there to, yeah, they're there to, that's why a lot of people when they go, they're like, yeah, I got nothing. They told me to go see this. I got, right. The the emergency room's there to save your life, <laughs> you know, um, and Dr. Sainert and the team that's over at UC Health, the emergency room are, are amazing, right? But they're not there if you blow out your knee, right? They're, they're not going to do anything for you because they're going to say, Here's a splint. Go see, you know, go see the experts in this. But that's certainly where you want to go if, you know, if right. you're in a life or death situation. You know, I um, I kind of want to hit on the emotional, social, mental side mm -hmm. of injury. So let's say, okay, in a more extreme uh, situation, a very elite, like, Olympic track, 16, 17-year-old skier gets traumatic injury. They're out for the season. They might be out for the college recruiting season. Like, you know, suddenly they go from being on the top to facing, you know, I may never ski the same again, but maybe I can. I hope I can get back to losing their after-school activity, their peer groups for a period of time. They're like on the sidelines, right? So we think of injuries as like, okay, let's heal your body. But it kind of, it really hits me that these kids are going to go through big emotional swings during these times. Mm -hmm. Do we, do you help with that or is there support in the care team for that aspect as well? Yeah. And, and to go back, Nicole, I mean, there is even more so and probably in the last, you know, 15 to 20 years, the literature and the research that's out there to demonstrate that the mental aspect of injury, you know, because injury is, if you're a high level athlete, an injury of some type of injury is more than likely going to happen to you, right? That's just, that's, I mean, if we're, I mean, if we're couch people, then more than likely not an injury. But, you know, when we, when we join and participate in sport, especially either an overuse sport or a sport that has the ability to have trauma, injuries are going to happen. Um, one thing that's, I think, really important is understanding that as well ahead of time. And that's something that, you know, I, I shame myself, but it's something that Sadie and Luke and I talk a lot about is to open up conversations on the likelihood of injury and, and the normalcy of it, because it is normal. What you're talking about, too, is when something catastrophic like that happens, it is. It's 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 a mental, emotional impact as much as it is a physical impact. And it's really important to manage both sides of that, both mentally and physically, as we manage through this gray area of healing and recovery and what that looks like. 
Um, and when I was here for consulting, I talked to a number of parents and kids that went through this and they were like, yeah, I was out in the middle of nowhere, right? I felt lost. I didn't know where to go, what to do. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we implemented what we did. So last year we can look, we had Nordic athletes, we had snowboard athletes, we had freestyle athletes, we had Alpine athletes. And we had all these kids at all different levels, you know, that would come into injured athlete workouts at the gym. So we looked at it as, you know, they may have lost, they're not participating in the team that they had, right? But they're participating in a new team, right? It's like a self-help group. <laughs> and, and it's crazy because you saw these kids just cheering each other on and supporting them. And, you know, I'm sure it's a small town, so they probably knew each other, but I mean, of different ages, kids are three, four, five years apart and supporting each other as they're going through this, through this recovery journey, you know? Um, and then, and then again, the help of Luke, I mean, and bringing that mindset performance into it, we want to get that early and just help these athletes through this process because it is, it's mentally challenged. It's mentally stressful. Um, you know, and as parents, our hearts break, like when our kids bodies break, and their yeah. hearts break, our hearts break. And the kids, you know, because we're their closest thing, they often take it out on us. They're not super nice to us, you know, and all we want to do is be there for them. Do you have any advice for us parents on like when your kids get injured, how can we best help with their recovery? Boy, if I, if I, if I had the answer to that, we'd write a book and or <laughs> go on book. some, yeah, go on some. <laughs> But uh, I mean, just as you're, as you're saying it, just thinking about it, it's, it's just to be as supportive as they can and try to help identify those support groups because, um, it's tough and they're going to take it out and, you know, and it's going to be, and for some reason, I, I don't understand it, but it's part of it. We always beat up our loved ones more than we beat up anybody else. It's either ourselves or our loved ones. Right. Um, and it goes back to kids, spouses, whatever, um, which are the ones that we should be the most, you know, the most appreciative of and, and give the most understanding, you know, and, and the most grace. Um, but I think it's, you know, again, it's anger. We got to go through the cycles of, of recovery, right? And anger is going to be a part of that. And then how do we get through that so we can get to the point of having a, a strong, positive mental side of things saying, let's drive forward. We know an ACL, right? An ACL injury that we hear so much about, right? And it's like, oh, it blew up my knee. 20 years ago, that was career ending. Today, it's it doesn't even take away from a scholarship because we know that the outcome is going to be equal to what we went into it with, right? So when I was at Emory, we took care of Georgia Tech and any, you know, it's more common with females as being a concern, but it was no longer a a, a red flag for an athlete coming in they had a previous ACL injury, right? So we know that the technology, what we're doing today and to make sure that we can get that athlete and a lot of injuries back to the same level of performance, you know, we have smart people out there that research this all the time. So we're, what was once a really devastating injury is now, you know, it's part of sport, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it is. You're right. You know, and letting kids know that these are the risks, like you said at the beginning, you can play it safe or you can take risks. Doing sport, it's taking a risk. Yeah. 
Well, and so I think too about these kids who, you know, they go one day from being having excitement and, you know, adrenaline and, and maybe being having some aggressive and competitive drive, like all of these different kinds of emotions and, and sort of, uh, the right word is values or whatever are, are what they're utilizing on a daily basis to suddenly being injured. Boom. And so from one day to the next, I think about what it takes to heal an injury and like the two words that come to mind are at complete odds with the words I just mentioned, which are consistency and patience, which for kids is one of the hard, probably two of the hardest things, especially in today's like kind of ADHD world <laughs> to, uh, to help them implement. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what do you think about that? Like what, when we're trying to help kids now, they're on the other side of injury and we're trying to help them heal. What are we encouraging them to be like and to do? Are those two words that come to mind for you as well or is something else? No, I think, you know, patience, absolutely. And I think the consistency falls into that. So I, I would I would say yes, um, but patience, hands down. And it's redirecting those goals, right? Um, you take somebody that, and we'll use an ACL, right? Um, they were just competing in whatever it is and they're ripping on whatever sport they're doing to a point where now they don't have stability in their knee and we fix it, you know, and, you know, we have great surgeons here that are going to fix it. They do it every day, all day. And then that person shut down. They're recovering. They're doing range of motion. They're not even on a bike. Yet. They're just, you know, quad set straight leg raises, right? So, the patience is one thing and, you know, we got to give the mind time to be able to catch up to that. But then, you know, it's a lot of redirection of goal setting and what is our, what is the next goal and what are those steps along the next goal? And again, that's where, you know, we at Winter Sports Club are fortunate to have a guy like Luke as part of that. And it, and it's, and it, it's going to be hard when it's understanding that it's not the same but with the competitive edge that these kids have that are, you know, where they want to be successful in their sport, we want to direct it to be, you know, successful in their rehab so they can, again, be successful in their sport. Oh, my gosh. You know what? At the end of the day, getting injured is probably a gift because it's going to make you work on all these different parts of yourself. <laughs> yeah. And if we can... And again, if we can harness that, great. And if we can package it... We're set for life. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So, you know, we're kind of rolling along here. Um, I, I want to share the story about how I discovered you. <laughs> so, my daughter. Sorry, has, I ran into you on this. You I know, know I, isn't this great? I, I was walking really fast through the grocery store and I bumped into you because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> then I got injured. Yeah. And then I needed <laughs> your help. Um, but really, you know, it actually was because my daughter has some hypermobility in her joints and she kept rolling her ankles at summer jump practice. And her coach at the time, which was this great guy named Sam House, he's since moved back to Wisconsin. I know. I talked to him the other day, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, he told me and I had no idea this existed because I was a newer parent and maybe it was a new program, you know, so I'm not sure. 
why I didn't know, but he told me that the club had this resource to help kids prevent and recover from injuries for free. For free. That was like, I was like, wait, do I, what is my insurance? What? And he's like, no, just contact him. So he referred me to you. He told me to download the Healthy Roster app. Um, We did that. You got back to us. It was so easy. We were able to get Wilder an appointment at the Old Town Hot Springs, which we go to all the time. She met with a PT there and he gave her a bunch of great exercises. And to be honest, the rest of it's on us for her to do them, which has been shoddy at best. Uh, I'll be honest. That's us. But she's, you know, we know that when and if she has these issues again, we need to pull out that little book, get that band around her ankles and uh, have her start working on her exercises again, her little ABCs and stuff with her feet. But um, I bring all this up because there are probably parents out there who, well, first of all, we had a great experience and we just scratched the surface. I mean, we did the very probably minimum you can do. Um, But I want parents to know how easy it is to utilize you. So if we take them through step by step, I think I already said the first thing, which is download the Healthy Roster app. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And And if you don't, right, because... We've sent it out. I think it's, you know, uh, U10 and up or 12 and up, U10 and up for most people. But, um, and, you know, Dave, Sadie have been great about trying to, you know, send that information out to the parents. Any, any child that's registered in that group, you know, we've downloaded into healthy roster. So if you've not received it or if you hadn't thought it was spam or junk, which a lot of people do, they're like, hey, what's this? Um, you can always reach out to Gretchen, myself, say to anybody, you know, and I do get those random. It's like, oh, oops, forgot to do it. Now my kids hurt. So can you load us? Can you load us up? And it's really simple from my end. I can just, you know, resend the invite and and it'll pop onto your phone. So that's really all you need. And like you said earlier, the system is standalone in the country for club athletics. And I think it's really special and so worth um, having a whole episode about because parents need to know that this exists and we can help your kids get better. You are not in a silo. You are not on your own on an island trying to figure this out while your kid's pissed off at you and taking it out on you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Does that ever stop? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. You're going to only find out more as your kids get older. Yeah, (laughs) thanks. So is there anything else you want to add about what we do at the club or any other advice for parents here as we uh, as we roll into our final question? Yeah, no, I think utilize your resources. I mean, they're 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 it it's like anything, you know. Um the resources there, you know, utilize it and I think um try it. I mean, we'll like I said, we have we have athletes that stay in town. We have amazing resources in town. I mean what I like to say is what we coined with, you know, um, you know, for SOCI and Winter Sports Club, we're partnering for world-class care locally. We have those resources here, but not everybody's going to stay here. We recognize that as well, right? So it's not just for locals. It is, I mean, it's for Winter Sports Club, but regardless of where kids go and need part of that care taken care of, we've had kids go back, you know, in elsewhere in the state, out of state, wherever it is, but we still want to be able to keep if they don't stay locally, we still want to take care of them. We still want to have that. We still want to utilize healthy roster and make sure that everybody's on the same page throughout this process, right? That's We're here to help the parents and the things, you know, the parents and most importantly, the kids get 
back safely and healthy. Um, and once I get back, then there's the challenge because this is one thing I want to pop in, right? There's the mental aspect of return to sport and the physical aspect. Some people are far more physically ready to do it, right? They're physically ready, but mentally not. Other folks are a lot, they're mentally ready, but physically they're not, right? And I think that's where if you have the right care team and we're listening to our athletes, we can we want them to get back when they're both physically ready and mentally ready. Because if they're mentally ready and not physically ready, they're at risk for another injury. Oh, that's really good. All right. You hear that, fellow parents? All right. Um, we rocked it today. Good job. Yeah, well, heck, I mean, it's your lead. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just a dork on the other side here. I love answer. it. Um, but you don't get to get off easy because you still get to answer our okay. final question that we ask every guest that comes on the show. And is what's the greatest lesson you've learned through sport? Man, that's a great question. And you know what? And I, I read this and I've been thinking about it the whole time. And I don't know if I have one answer, right? I think it's, again, it's, it's like an onion. You can just keep peeling and peeling, right? I think teamwork, um, is, is part of it, right? And, in, in those sports where, and that teamwork is not just, players around you, but it's everybody that's included in your team. It's your coaches. It's your yourself. It, it's how how does that team come together to allow you to be as successful as possible? Um, it's drive. It's, we talked about, you have to have, um, you know, the drive and the perseverance. Uh, it, it, it's, I think, you know, it's like you said, it's taking risks. Um, sport gives you that chance to take a risk that hopefully we'll continue through life and jobs and opportunities as well. Um, and, and then just the camaraderie, right? The, the people that you meet and I still have friends from my, I'm an older guy, right? So, um, my high school teams, my, you know, college teams that I still have really good, really good friends that we may not speak for five years, but you know what? The minute you see them again, it's, it's, it's 10 years. It's you're back to normal. So I think the relationships are, are immense and hopefully you can take those along with you through life. Well, and all the points you just made, I feel are included in the job that you do today to help kids find their happiness. At the end of the day, that's what it is, right? Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Steamboat Springs Winter Sports Club show presented by Honey Stinger. Check out the club's winter and summer programs at sswsc.org. If you have a special topic or guest you want featured, we'd love to hear from you. Now get out there and support, lead, or be a champion on or off the mountain.